0: what's going on guys welcome back to the against all odds podcast today i'm here with uh two old team i asked if you're good you're over there adjusting and i'm (laughs) just doing this you're good okay sweet ready to go let's go i'm here with uh Two clowns.
1: Which camera, which camera should I look at? Should I look at look that at, one or that one? You don't one? have to
0: look at the camera. Like, okay. you you could. I mean, that one's focused on both of you. That one okay. over there is focused on me and Anthony. Uh, all right. So let's get this podcast started. Um, these are two old teammates of mine from 2019 with the Tulsa Roughnecks. And they've both been on the podcast before, have had long mm-hmm. podcasts that we've done throughout your entire career discussing that great podcast they've done really well so I'll link those in the description if you guys want to catch up with that we'll give a brief intro to these guys and then we'll do see where they've been over the last couple of years and then we'll hop into like a Q&A format so let's roll the intro and let's get started so um Anthony do you want to start and give like a, a two minute summary of your full career and where you've played and everything
1: Yes. Okay, so... Up until
0: the Roughnecks, end of the Roughnecks, and then we'll stop there.
1: And we'll stop. Okay. So, uh, my name is Anthony Lejeune, for those who don't know. Uh, I've been playing soccer since I was super young. I was born in America. So, I was born in Miami, Florida. Ended up moving to Canada when I was 12. Uh, Hence why I'm in in a lot of craziness going on right now. But uh, basically, yeah, I've been playing super young. I started playing with house, uh, House League Soccer when I was around seven to eight. So, mixed boys and girls. And I think as I grew older and older, I started finding more love and passion for the game. And when I got to about 13, 14, that's when I really started uh, to pursue my dream. And I really wanted to be a professional soccer player. So I started playing competitively with a team called Ottawa Royals in Ottawa. Um, Yeah, there wasn't much going on, but I was trying to play every single day. Uh, I started off by playing futsal, actually, because as you you guys have seen in the photos, I wasn't the fittest person. I was kind of chubby. And so uh, I've always had... Pretty good technical abilities, but just growing up, just uh, playing through the auto Royals, ended up playing for the Ottawa Fury FC Academy, which was my first pro academy, I you can, I, I I guess you can say, and basically we traveled in and out of the States. So I uh, did that throughout my academy years, and then I believe when I was 17, 18, I wanted to go uh, experience France, so I left to France, I had a couple trials there, and obviously didn't work out. Because at the time, there was a lot of things that I didn't know about football, like visas and things. And these are things that uh, you learn throughout the experience. So it was was a tough time, but good experience for me to learn from and move forward from. And uh, after France, I went back home, ended up playing two years of college uh, ball, which is not as high as NCAA, but it's the highest level you can play for college football in Canada. Did that for two years. On my second, uh, my second year, halfway through my my last year, I got a good opportunity to go to go play in New Zealand. That's when Opsm first started, and that's when Godwin he used to play in New Zealand. So he hooked me up with a club there, sent me over to New Zealand, and it was it was a, a, a great time because it was different culture, and I was meeting a lot of new different people, and to just to see different different style of football. So ended up going there. From there, I went to play up. In Australia, uh, from Australia, I went back home, and that's when the Roughnecks opportunity came up. So I was doing my preseason in Australia. I was going to play in the second division there in the Northern Premier League, and then the opportunity came to have a trial with the Roughnecks, and so flew from Australia, and then ended up in the Roughnecks in 2019.
0: Yeah, and then that's where we all met. Mm-hmm. Right, that's the first time we've all met. Yeah, yeah, in 2019. That is. And then uh, actually, we met in met 2018. I you. Yeah, actually, my first year. So. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, with the Roughnecks back when I was on trial. Uh, yeah so then that's where we met and then we'll go and do the recap but basically you've been in europe canada right america new mm-hmm. zealand australia traveling around and then we'll talk about what's been going on later dj same thing you want
2: to give a little two minute summary of your your career uh mine will be a little bit shorter than that but <laughs> <laughs> dj's a man of f- fewer words huh no but uh <laughs> basically born and raised in tulsa oklahoma i'm an okie boy uh played with a bunch of academy clubs here, pretty much all the academy clubs here. Went to high school at Union High School, graduated from there in 2017. Went to um, UCA. I did that in the other podcast, talked about that. <laughs> very,
0: uh, that's it, an interesting story. Yeah. So go, go in and listen to both of these guys' podcasts about their career, but DJs make some interesting moves sometimes. <laughs> yeah,
2: bottom line, I left on moving day. That's, <laughs> I left on movement day. And then I uh, went to a combine for FC Tulsa now. Uh, I did well, went to preseason with them and then performed pretty well and I thought. And so I got signed and ended, ended up playing in Tulsa for two years mm-hmm. and then uh, went to Guatemala. And that was just, it's been, let me tell you, it's been a crazy year, man. Crazy year, the whole <laughs> pandemic, everything. And it's just, it's been a crazy year. Yeah. And then that's where I'm now free agent now so mm-hmm. see where we go now
0: yeah so i mean and that that's tj jumped i said to go to roughnecks He goes all the way to now <laughs> but it's okay <laughs> no so basically after roughnecks though cuz we all, we all had a tough year in roughnecks with with the season i mean mm-hmm. we all did well i think i thought we all had good seasons and in good moments and everything mm-hmm. but i mean when your team's losing and not performing it's tough to even for the next year your opportunities mm-hmm. are less your options mm-hmm. are less the amount of money that you can ask for is less. Mm-hmm. It's it's just tougher. So and and Packs. most players don't come back. And so like I got I was fortunate that I came back, but you guys both had to look for other opportunities. Mm-hmm. Uh, once you left Roughnecks, what was going through your head? And then what happened? Like that was 2020. So leading right before the pandemic. So 2019.
1: I'm not even going to lie to you. Like at the end of the year, uh, throughout the whole year, you, you you said we had a hard time. We did. And it was my first year as a pro. And honestly, like towards the end of the season, I couldn't wait to go home. I couldn't wait to be away from that environment because there's a lot of things closed behind the doors that the players, like that the fans and the kids who watch you, they don't see, right? Like the stress into going to training every day, the stress in competing. And that year was a rough year. We we trained hard every single day. We were always battling every single day. And so uh, it really made me improve as a player. It made me want it more. But towards the end of the year, I was just like, I couldn't wait to go home and just experience new things. But during that year, uh, I felt, just like you said, I felt like I did have a a pretty decent year. Could have been better, right? I could have been more impactful when I was playing, but uh, I played.
0: Everybody can say that, you know?
1: Right, right, right. And I was playing, I think I played 12 games in total. I think I played one Open Cup (coughs) game. And even in those 12 games, I felt like maybe I had one bad game uh, where we played against El Paso and uh, I played up against that big uh, winger. And besides Besides, that game, he's good, man. And that game, I, I, I started off tough because he's twice my size. He was athletic, good with the ball. And so uh, obviously for me, it was something to learn from, right? But I just feel like uh, besides that, I I felt like I performed well my first year. And I thought that Mike would have potentially been wanting to bring me back because I was one of the younger players. So I was 22 at the time. And I, I liked Tulsa and I felt like I was training hard every single day. And so I thought that I would be on one of the players that he wanted to come back. And so when that happened at the end of the year, I was kind of like, Oh, well, I guess I'm not going to be back here. But, and so I started thinking about the next next opportunities. And so I ended up going to trials in Stumptown uh, FC, which was NISA team at the time. Now I went there, I did a really good job. The coach was really interested in me, but they weren't sure that they were going to have a season because they had um, a lot of people backing in and out and they didn't have the most money there. So they weren't sure if they were going to be able to even have a team in the league. And so basically what happened was, uh, during the uh, negotiations there, uh, fell through, didn't work out. So I didn't go there. Uh, but at that time it was December. I remember I went to trial there in December and then I had also other trials coming up with Trementa FC and Greenville Triumph. Now I ended up in the new year around January, 2020 I ended up going to a trial with Tormenta FC, and they already had a left back that was there at the time. But when I was in contact with the coach, they told me, hey, come in, we'll have housing for you, food and everything. And and so I thought, you know what, maybe this might be a better opportunity for me to go rather than go to Greenville Triumph. So I chose Tormenta. Uh, I, did, I did well in the trials. I felt like the team liked me, but... The the player that they ended up signing, he was uh, already there before I went there. And so they were, I feel like they, they already had plans to sign him, but they just wanted to see another player. And so I think that's when, it, that's when the pandemic fully happened. So I ended up going back home. And then two weeks later, this whole COVID situation happened. And during that time, I, I kind of thought of it as a blessing because that's when it was super serious, right? It was like, if you had COVID, then you had to be super worried. And at that time, That's when I went back home. So I was with my family and I was like, you know what? Uh, I'm fortunate. Even though things didn't work out with my trials, I was fortunate to be home uh, with my family to be uh, basically be able to train and get into the next opportunity. And so pandemic hits. And as you know, crazy, you can't even train. When I got back home, there was covered in snow everywhere outside. I was so, uh, so depressed. You know, I was unmotivated. I didn't know where uh, I would be able to go next. And even that time I was doing YouTube. I took a little break because I was just like, I, I don't even know what was going to happen. You know, it was it was a tough year and, and not just for me, but for everyone. And so when that happened, I was just like, I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't mm-hmm. know where I'm going to play. And so the whole time uh, lockdown, we went in lockdown for what, three months? Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. While I was in Ottawa and I was just like, well, there's no teams that are bringing in players and things. And so I just tried to do as much as I can to stay ready. Uh, as soon as the snow started to melt, I would be outside training every day. I started getting more involved in social media and started getting more motivation. So it's kind of crazy because the more I started to get back into the videos, the more motivated I was to get out and do it. And then during the whole summer, uh, during that time, I remember something that happened back home where uh, one of my really close friends passed away. And uh, during that time, it was probably the hardest, hardest time of my life because uh, he was... A footballer also who shared the same dream, and so when that happened, I, 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 I didn't know what I was gonna do. Like I lost motivation, and even though we were still during the pandemic, uh, I still, uh, I'm not gonna lie, I, I tried to train as much as possible, but during that time it was super duper hard, right? And so I was just blessed to be home to be with my family. I could go to the funeral, visit his family and things, and so that that was the whole pandemic. So you can imagine, I get back home, I didn't sign a contract. Pandemic hits my best friend passes away. So it was, it was kind of crazy. And um, so during that time, I just tried to do the best that I can. And towards the end of the summer, I think I got in contact with a player that was playing in fourth division in Germany. And he saw me on Instagram and he saw my profile and he messaged, he reached out to me. He was like, Hey, I like your profile. Uh, You're a good player. I would like, I have some connections in Germany here if you'd like to come out. And so, Ended up connecting them with uh, OPSM, so Mackenzie and Godwin. They ended up setting something for me around September time. And so September, I was supposed to travel to go on a trial. I had a couple trials. I had a fifth division team, a fourth division team that were going to be looking at me. And once again, I was super excited. So when I knew that was going to happen, I started training every single day. uh, Started uh, going out for runs, training with OPSM, doing the gym sessions. Just really trying to get ready uh, for everything, you know. And so... Uh, go to the airport. I'm about to board my flight. They're like, "Yeah, you can't travel because North Americans right now, anywhere from North America, we can't go to Germany." That's when they just made that rule. And so I was like, "Well, this is happens again, you know." So I just went back home. I was like, "You know what? Uh, maybe, like we always say, everything happens for a reason." So I was like, "You know what? Uh, I'll just go back home, just train, and then go from there." And then I think a little. Couple months later, that's when you reached out to me, and then you were like, "Cause we talked about it in 2019 when we're like, if you want to come, come for preseason and whatnot." And you reached out to me. You're like, "If you want to come, uh, just let me know, and then we can make it happen." And I was actually super excited to come out because I had nothing back home, and so I wasn't even training because we kept going in and out of lockdown. So when you when you said, "Hey, Anthony, you want to come back?" I was like, "Man, I'm so excited! I can't come! I can't wait to come train!" And then. Ended up with you in January during the preseason. Came in, man. You killed me.
2: <laughs> hey, those were those were entertaining videos. Well, <laughs> on, are really yeah. That was good. That was good to hear. It was it was really good. Was like really good. I kicked like, this guy's ass.
0: <laughs> <laughs> just, you did. You did. When I first him.
1: came the first week, like I I came in with a with a groin injury because I wasn't doing anything. Imagine mm-hmm. I was in, yeah. out of lockdowns. I felt bad because I was anything. like I've
0: been doing that for like three months like straight at that point. Right. Like right. feeling fit. And you
1: were yeah. You were bro. You were like. So fit. I come out to training. training uh, like It was the best training sessions I had in a long time. Mm. And with the players too. Like going up against Rubio. Imagine my first week, (laughs) Rubio taking me 1v1, making me look like an idiot. And so uh, basically, but I was super blessed at the time because I didn't have anything. And so you, when you told me come out, I was so excited. Came out with you. And even though during that time, I didn't know where I was going to be playing. I still had these opportunities. I still had the Germany opportunity where... I might be able to go. Uh, and so from then on, I ended up going to the Louisville Combine, performed well. I did well. I had a couple agencies uh, that tried to reach out to me, a couple, uh, couple clubs that we reached out to. But obviously nothing came up because so with the whole COVID situation, you know how tough it is to get into a trial. So they don't really look to bring in players. Mm-hmm. You guys have to do way like a... COVID tests like once a week or something yeah, like that, right? Yeah, or, and
0: like every new... If you want to have a new player come in, it's like they need to fly uh, in or come in, then quarantine for two weeks, two negative tests before they can train with us. So exactly, it's, exactly. it's So that it's was a hard.
1: situation where uh, teams weren't really looking to bring in players. And so I was like... I got to the point where I was like, you know what, at this point, I just need to sign, get back into the team environment, get back into the team setting, do as well as I can do, and then go from there. Mm-hmm. And so that's when... Uh, the opportunity of the USL 2, the South Bend Lions came up. Uh, they reached out to Godwin and they were like, hey, you know what? Uh, we're looking for a left back. This player fits the profile. Is he willing to come out? And it's a semi-professional gig, but at the end of the day, I just got to make the best of what I have now. And the season starts in exactly a month. So May 15th is my first game. I report, I think, May 1st, and that's when we, we get into preseason and we, get, we go hard for two weeks and then we have the game. So... I'm super excited. I can't wait to be around with the team setting and yeah. just and just be playing. And the other day, I trained with this uh, UPSL side team, the one that's here, and I had so much fun. Like I haven't had that much fun in so long. Like yeah. just being back out on the field, it felt amazing. Like uh, you know, just training. We played small-sided games, whatever we were doing, one v ones. I was just like, I, I noticed that I was super focused because it's been so long since I've been in that environment. Mm-hmm. You know, but so that's basically where I'm at now uh just excited to go back into the team setting it's a lower level than what i was at before but like i said got to make the best of the situation and, and, opportunities, and opportunity, yeah,
2: opportunities and opportunities games are games
0: exactly uh and it's funny because it's going back to like at the beginning when you're like uh by the end of the 2019 season i mean at the end of every season you're excited for off season but your first one i think it's mm-hmm. like you're almost looking forward to off season mm-hmm. and then you don't realize like how much fun it is to be in a team setting until you're a free agent. Mm-hmm. And I think like it, for me, especially being injured and being out and or longer off seasons or whatever. And then mm-hmm. you resign again. It's like, as you go and do more and more seasons, you want them to end less and less, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's like, you're not looking forward to off season as much because you're like the best. I mean, off season is great. I to spend time with my family, but like, yeah like i'm excited for that but i'm all, i'm bummed to be leaving the team setting you know
1: yeah. yeah exactly exactly funny that you said that because the when i when i said i wanted to go back home i couldn't wait to go back home mm-hmm. the first week i was like damn i can't wait to be on the team again yeah, yeah. you know because it was just it was just a different different experience why it's just,
0: you just, just got to enjoy that moment that you're in because you're if you're in season with the team that's amazing you're at mm-hmm. home with your family amazing but if you're if you're not enjoying the moment the last couple weeks of tulsa because you're thinking of You just want to go back to your family Mm -hmm. and the same thing. And then you're back home and all of a sudden you're thinking, Oh, I want to be on a team. Are you like, you're not fully enjoying either. And it's It's hard to do. I mean, I think every single pro does that, but Mm -hmm. it is tough. It's tough. And then DJ, you kind of already kind of hinted at Guatemala, but, um, after the 2019 season, again, um, obviously didn't come back for 2020. What was going through your mind as you entered into 2020 and that off season and stuff?
2: Uh, main thing was, I wanted to get out of my comfort zone. I felt, like throughout the season, I was too comfortable, you know, it's my hometown. But for me, yeah, that that was the main thing, pretty much the main reason on why I left, you know, because, I mean, I did speak to Mike after the season and it was a possible possible, uh, possibility that I could have came back. But no, I wanted to get out of my comfort zone. And so Guatemala was an option. And so, I mean, I had opportunity for the national team as well. So I saw it as a good opportunity to go play down there. And the money, you know, the money wasn't, it was way better than the USL. I'll tell you that for sure. Way but, Well, at least for me, it was. Well, you go, if you go abroad, a
0: lot of times, like they pay this, it's, it's a flip, like the marketing and like the, some of the professionalism and the facilities might not be as, as new or as nicer. Like mm-hmm. sometimes like uh, the marketing is big on, for mm-hmm. other teams, like Instagram and everything, but they'll, mm. they'll pay, that money goes to paying players, like, yeah. you know, salaries. So how was, and then, so you
2: chose that mm-hmm. and then how was that? uh so from the get-go i could just tell like yeah there's, that's the drop-off you know the drop-off is you get you get good money but the drop-off is the professionalism the management mm-hmm. and so just from the get-go i could tell they're very unorganized because uh in order for me to go i had to be a citizen to, or in order for me to play on that team i had to be a citizen so they were going to pay for my nationalization and all that but in order to get all that i had to bring my mom with me and she had to get stuff from like california because she's from california she had a birth certificate and they only gave us like a week for this and so i get there you know that's my first week there i get there they finally bring my mom in and it's just i could just tell like they were just not not organized yeah they made my mom pay for her own they made my mom pay for her own her own hotel and all that so obviously they reimbursed her after but it was Mm -hmm. just a big you know mess and so from then i was just i was very unsettled from then and so after that uh the nationalization was only supposed to take a month, month and a half, ended up taking three months. Mm-hmm. Didn't play, just trained every day, didn't play. And then that's when the pandemic happened, obviously. And after that, uh, went home, enjoyed my time with my family, actually broke up with my girlfriend in four years. Yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, uh, after that, after all that, went home, and you they, were training with Tulsa with us. During yeah. That, at, so towards the
0: tail end of that, right? When did I start training? It like, was like July, June. July, right? Yeah, something around there. So... That's when I roasted That's you in you the race. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. I roasted him. Yes, yeah, so I did that. <laughs> Rematch whenever you want. It's open. It's open. Whenever you want, bro, whenever you want. <laughs> you whenever you four, want A you're 40 yards this time. You're the loser.
1: Just ask him to play two-touch. DJ, DJ improved in two touch. Is he? Yeah, it's a Because I remember
0: better. me just flicking that year constantly <laughs> Stop. in 2019. Stop. He used to be red. Stop. Stop. <laughs> no. So you're training with Tulsa
2: for a little bit. You're here for like a a month, off and on? Uh was it a month? It was like a month and a half, I uh-huh. would say. And then just waiting because in Guatemala the restrictions were so much different. Yeah. Like uh, I remember March like 16th is when the restrictions there started, mm-hmm. and so they had like 4 p.m. You had to be in your house by 4 p.m. or you get arrested. So <laughs> you get arrested? Four, or you get arrested? I swear. Damn. So like I could I would open my door after like four. like at 4:30. The whole street would be empty. Mm-hmm. And so. Yeah, and so, but Antewa, I, like it was nothing against the team or anything, it was nothing against uh, any of the players. Anttiwa is a beautiful city, it's, my, it's the motherland for me basically, because my grandma's from there my whole family's from there. It mm-hmm. was a beautiful city, I loved it. I enjoyed the time there. The people were even better, food as well. But came back from that, quarantine, training with FC Tulsa, and then I flew back November, mm-hmm. beginning of November, to team. And then things just got more and more janky with him. And so I uh, ended up just cutting the contract altogether, kind of getting like a payout thing. And now that's where I'm at right now, free agency. And you got back here in
0: February. February, February. Yeah. And then so from February on now, you guys have just been kind of like training because mm-hmm. you guys have both yeah. been in Tulsa. Mm-hmm. So you've been training together, yeah. doing some workouts together workout John workout. Terry workout John, yeah, t- John I've Terry I did that workout. yesterday actually. I've been killing him yeah? on
1: the i I've been killing him on the two touch Sorry This really the two touch
0: How's that? Uh, what did you get on the John Terry how many
2: sets Uh yesterday I did 15 15 sets But at 11.5 Oof yeah. I'm, getting I'm getting to 12. I'm getting to 12.
0: I'm getting yeah, 20, no, sets, record, no, 20 no. sets, 12 miles per hour. <laughs> your I record was is flying. crazy.
1: Your record is crazy. I don't. Yeah.
0: know. No, that's. I, I mean, literally, I almost think that's to the point of being unnecessary, mm-hmm. like in off season, You know, like mm-hmm. if you want to, if you're about to go in a trial and you want to be flying when you get in, I think you can peak like right yep. there. But like maintaining right now, if you're doing 15 to 20 sets of the John Terry, especially mm-hmm. if you're going
2: faster. Like that's a good, a good level. Yeah. And I'm trying to keep it like one or two times a week. I don't want to do, I try to, I was going to do third, but like training, like training with him, like he kills me. Yeah, so it's like, tiring. It's tiring, bro. Like the John Terry workout is harder than people think it is. Like <laughs> it's
0: so hard. I remember bro. when I first did it and there was so, there was an onslaught of this is too easy. You're a pro. It should be tougher. I'm like, don't, you know, this isn't my workout. This is John Terry's <laughs> workout. Is John first Terry all, workout. First off, don't be mad at me. And then second of all, before you guys talk about it, go and do it and then come yeah. back to me. And then <laughs> as time went on and more and more people did it the the comments about it being easy got less and less <laughs> all of a sudden now people yeah, are like bro someone will like, comment like it's too easy someone's like have you tried it <laughs> yeah. like try it bro you'll throw up yeah it's funny um okay and then so for your guys's training sessions for your workouts right now mm-hmm. um is it just you two i see you guys have been training with a trainer a couple of yeah, times so
1: alex he's the upsl coach here mm-hmm. and he does uh some sessions with us but whenever he can't me and DJ will just go and we'll run a session ourselves. And do
0: you guys just do like passing, some one v ones, uh, two touch.
1: Yeah. yeah. So we we focus more on like the technical side. Because mm-hmm. sometimes he'll do his gym sessions by himself, and then I'll do. He doesn't invite man. you. No, he doesn't invite me, man. He never he never <laughs> told me, yo, come do the John Terry with me. <laughs> Damn I'm, like, DJ, I'm like DJ, you want to train today? This guy doesn't even tell me about his John Terry workouts. He doesn't <laughs> hey, tell me anything. I just do it at
2: the house, man.
1: Yeah, no, cause he his, his gym, the gym that he works out uh-huh. at, is like in his apartment. So, okay. so, so I would I have to go like all the way over there And and I'm close to a gym that I work out as well mm-hmm. uh, But I, I've also been doing a lot of uh, High interval training With the Zoom sessions that, that OPSM have been running mm-hmm. And so I've been doing that And so our sessions usually run from 45 minutes to an hour and 15 mm-hmm. so Just focus on technical So a lot of ball work, a lot of passing Sometimes we'll do some finishing And sometimes we'll do some 1v1 things And so that's really what we've been focusing on So it's been, today was a good Like today we had a really good session We went out there, good hour and 15 smash it out and that's what we're good doing.
0: Mm-hmm. and uh i mean you're vlogging about this topic today and if mm-hmm. you guys don't know anthony has a youtube channel shout it out here anthony has a youtube channel where he basically oh. does like day in the life vlogs training sessions um and just mm-hmm. kind of especially you'll, you'll probably do more and more as you go into uh uh with mm-hmm. you allentown or not allentown the uh south bend south bend right, allentown's yeah. the combine coming up um yeah. so i'm excited to see that and as that, yeah, comes I'm in. actually
1: excited to see that, like, because right now, so when I was with you, obviously the views would be a lot, you know, higher because, <laughs> uh, because you're a big presence in the YouTube game. And so right now, Aww. my my views, my views, <laughs> so <sweet>. my views, <laughs> uh, my views have kind of dropped down a little bit. But I, I like, I obviously I don't mind that they've dropped down. I I want to, I really want to reach out and just try to help as many kids as I can improve, mm-hmm. uh, technically or whatever it is that they want to learn from me. But Uh, I'm excited to be be in that team setting because I haven't vlogged that yet. Mm -hmm. So like when I was in in Tulsa, it was my first contract. So I was kind of scared to bring that out. But now I think uh, with the way that I've talked to the coaches and they've kind of known me uh, for who I am, what I do with YouTube and things. And so I'm kind of excited to show that team setting, you know, the training and whatnot and the travel. So Mm -hmm. uh, I'm pumped up. Yeah, I'm excited for that.
0: Um, so yeah, go check out Anthony's, uh, Anthony's YouTube channel with that. And speaking of YouTube channels, <laughs> you ask me if I, uh, <laughs> so if you guys have been following for a while, you guys listen to the podcast. DJ was the very first guest professional player guest I had on the against all odds podcast mm-hmm. podcasted. Awesome. But the, the stipulation, the, the, the deal that we had was that after that podcast, right? No, it was after the vlog. It was after, oh, the that's vlog. Uh, vlog, not yeah. podcast. So you did the podcast and did really well, yeah. but then after the vlog that you also took over my channel, did a vlog on my channel, and it did amazing, like a hundred something of course, thousand of views. Uh-huh. But the thing with that vlog was, once he was done with it, the whole point of that was for him to then then take people who watched that video and push it over to his YouTube channel, where he would start vlogging and making videos, and yeah. that was. Almost two years, Two years it ago. Was but
1: exactly, I think it was two years ago. Exactly. Right.
3: So you know, it was, was like, in, I think something it was like in June or in June? May or okay. something. Cause something I had, like I was
0: recovering from my sports hernia. Okay. Right. Um, and how many videos you got? Like, what is it? 20, you have 25, 20 videos on your channel now.
2: What
0: was it? <laughs>
1: <Zero>. <laughs> for a second, he was confused. Oh, like, like,
2: oh, zero.
0: Oh, it's <laughs> zero videos. I mean, I get it. Two years, it's hard. You can't make a video in two years. I can't years. make a video in two years. Yeah. No, oh, come on. Come on. <laughs> Bro,
1: this guy, he was in Guatemala. Like, imagine being in Guatemala and being able to vlog. Bro, like, that's
0: thats what made me mad is because you know? I would see snippets. The one time DJ would post a photo in, in three months. The one time he'd post an Instagram story. And I'm like, that place mm-hmm. looks, 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 looks sick. I want to so, i want to see so more nice, about it. Right? I want to hear. I want to see the apartment. I want to see where you're living. I want to see the city. I want to see DJ speaking
2: Spanish. Yep no i I totally understand it's just bro i wasn't playing at the time so like i I, feel like i feel like that's another topic though same with you uh the peep
0: honestly people like seeing the videos the most or they might not at the time but the things that people connect with the most is when you're at your low times Mm -hmm. so like when you were in middle of quarantine in canada and Mm -hmm. like you were going through i know that you were in a pretty extreme situation there yeah so like i understand but um but like even when you are like don't have anything and you're Mm -hmm. training by yourself like that's that's the realness like right. people like mm-hmm. to see realness you know yeah so like if you aren't playing like and you talk about like not playing and people go through that you know if yeah. you only show the good times people are like I yeah, can't connect sweet. with that because my life's not always good, good times time, yeah yeah that's no. just my experience with no, it. it's you don't true, have to true, show no that I agree, I agree. Yeah, no, I agree. no
1: no I agree 100 percent because you want to be real with the viewers you want to show them everything that happens yeah right so that's why I'm not gonna stop again so if you guys
0: famous last words here I'm we go not,
1: i'm not gonna stop again i promise i well no matter what i go through no matter what's going on i'm always i'm gonna vlog it uh so i'm just gonna
0: keep mm-hmm. going right and now. i'm messing with you if you don't the thing is being a making youtube videos is is time consuming it's hard mm-hmm. it, you just put yourself out there and it's hard to come up with videos if you don't want to do it then you don't have to do it
2: no it's not that i don't want to do it it's just i want to do it in a different way
0: You know what I'm saying? Like Mm -hmm. I'm not
2: knocking down the vlogging. Like because it's just I just feel like I couldn't do that all the time. Like maybe a video here with vlogging, you know. Mm -hmm. Maybe, but like I want to have other stuff on my channel. You know, I don't want to just have vlogging on my channel, you know? Mm -hmm. Maybe like like have you seen like you know who Jay Alvers is? Yeah. Like videos like that. Like, bro, like I'm trying to do something like that, like something crazy like that.
1: (laughs) But the thing is, the thing is once you start, because one thing that I realized is before I was like, I don't have any video ideas, but now that I just Whatever it is that I'm doing If I'm vlogging it As I'm doing it I start to get newer ideas Like the video that I'm doing today The struggles about free agency I was just thinking about it The other day And I was like Wait I'm like I I was a free agent Like why don't I just Do a video on that And so when you do it When you start doing it You're gonna get more ideas Of different things Mm. That you can do You know what I mean And so
3: Yeah. And then you start
0: talking about one topic. You're like, this should be literally three different topics. I got to break down further. And then it just stems and stems and stems. And then, like, now I got a thing on my phone where I can just go like all through the video ideas. And it's crazy. I've made like 500, 600 videos and just, I still feel like I got so many topics to talk about. Like, I got a new two minute Tuesday one I'm thinking about about collagen. I want to start, I want to research collagen now and do that. And then I was like, collagen. Mm -hmm. Well, now I should do a video about all the supplements, breaking them down. And then I was like, well, that might, and then so you can go deeper and deeper. All right, so that's where you guys have been, though. We've caught up now. Yep, mm-hmm. you guys are that's back in at. Tulsa, but Anthony about to leave. DJ, n- new opportunities coming up. What? Definitely what, new opportunities. Th- yeah, up. stuff is coming up. Don't want to say anything yet. You don't Just have to. It's
2: not, but definitely that's definitely good. Got something coming up. That's good to hear. You're gonna Open tell me up? Up? Out of yeah, yeah, of course. Of okay, course, okay. okay course, well, we'll talk after course.
0: the podcast. But no, it is tough to. I never talk about opportunities I have until, yeah. it, not even until it's certain. Like I don't even like really talking about where I'm going to trial. But that's also because I don't want kids commenting. On their yeah. instagram page and stuff you better
1: sign matt you better Sign, <laughs> matt. sign matt. <laughs>
0: yeah um but no that's good that's good to hear yeah. and how was that because this is like the topic of your video though but in free agency especially like now how is right. it training and staying focused and is it difficult for you is it a bit mm-hmm. easier because you guys are together how's that been
1: so in the beginning of my free agency when i had nothing it was tough mm-hmm. you know it was tough to find motivation but i always had to remind myself that there's going to be an opportunity because there will, if you, if you keep putting in the work and you're networking and you're doing what you're supposed to do, you're going to get an opportunity, right? So I wanted to stay ready and then coming in Tulsa, not being able to go back home was another, uh, bridge that I had to go over or just something unexpected, but then it made it easier that I'm here with DJ because you know how it is when you have someone to train with you, uh, rather than doing solo, uh, Training sessions, it's so much easier to do it with a person. Mm-hmm. So at first it was tough. But then um, as I was with DJ, it started getting easier. And then things started like happening and opportunities started popping up. And it just got easier and easier as I kept going through it.
0: Okay, so now I got a uh, a little list of questions on my phone that are just completely random. Some okay. related to soccer, some just stupid ones. But uh, okay. I want to go through these and uh, see your guys' take on them look what i look look what i titled it (laughs) oh my god you have to read it out loud (laughs) did you see it yeah i (laughs) saw it um okay question number one uh what's one thing that you wish you would have known before starting your career as a pro footballer
1: um i wish i would have known the logistics behind it so um what i mean by that is like the traveling the visas because like i told you i went to france and i was all in i was like you know what I'm 18, I'm going to France and I'm about to sign a professional contract in France, not knowing anything. Mm-hmm. And it's it's really stupid of me because I had no idea, right? But imagine if I had someone telling me about these things, like Anthony, you need this visa to go here. In order, if you want to go to Brazil, you have to do this. Do you know what I mean? So I wish I knew more of the logistics side, whereas like, I wish I had someone that could tell me that side because then I could look at it differently. And it would obviously change the path of of my journey. So Yeah.
2: For me, I mean, kind of the same thing, just how hard it is to be, I mean, not how hard it is to be pro, you know, how hard it is to become a pro, you know, getting, getting into a team, just getting into a combat and, you know, you have to do so Mm -hmm. good. So just knowing all that now, you know, Mm -hmm. I wish I would have known that earlier rather than just, you know, just uh, hope and pray. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Do you think that like, so this is something I
0: think about a lot because people ask me like if I would do it again, would I have gone to Germany? Because I kind of did the same thing. Like I had somebody that brought me over there and told me about the visas, but like still like you don't really know how hard it is gonna be. And I had Mm -hmm. to go and cheat the system and become a student in in Gießen uh, (laughs) Gießen University like, (laughs) and like I was not a student. I just did that to get a student visa. Mm -hmm. But do you think that like, yeah, maybe you would have wanted somebody to give you a little bit more information, but Mm -hmm. do you think that finding that firsthand was like the reality check that you needed to get that and then to have that yeah. under your belt. So then you're like, no, I need to research the visa policies right. now. I need to look yeah. at this. I need to look at this. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I think 100%, 100%. Mm-hmm. Because it's a tough question because it's good that I went through, I experienced those because it honestly, it made me a better player because during the time that I was there, I was like, oh my God, what this? it's like a whole new world of mm-hmm. football, right? So made me a, a better player and I learned from it but if i could go back and do it differently i would 100% yeah, yeah. you know because who knows like if you knew that before you could have had this opportunity like at the time i was i was doing really well cuz i was in the pro academy of fury i was training with the first team and things were going really well for me you know so uh 100% i could have i would have done it differently right. yeah
0: and like think- and for you too like uh like that's almost something too, of like realizing how competitive the pro environment is. Oh, yeah. That's something you kind of have to feel I, firsthand. I, I,
2: I, was, I, remember, I remember being like 19 thinking, hey, you know, I'm gonna go in, I'm gonna kill these guys, you know, yeah. i do well. You get in there, you yeah. get smacked, man. It's just yeah, that's crazy. It's the then all of a sudden you're going one v one against Matt Sheldon and losing
0: every single time. That's, that's not true. That's not true. Don't listen to me. That's not no, but I mean it is it is though, like yeah. I mean, you, yeah, maybe if you had a mentor to tell you that and be like, look, you're not just gonna come in here flying, but still like it is something you have you have to experience a pro team and realize how competitive every single player there is. Because mm-hmm. those are the moments
2: that like you. You know, gonna make or break you. you yeah, know, you got it. Or you don't got it. You know.
0: No.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree, bro. Because the the biggest thing I realized in my first year of training with Tulsa Roughnecks was the intensity that we train at every day. It was like, whoa. When I went back home, and a lot of my friends that I played with that play at a competitive le- level or whatnot, when I went back home, when I played like it was you saw like the difference mm-hmm. so packs, during packs. that during that intensity it's like how how much hungrier you were you know how much more you want to win so all those things that they, they all play into into a huge part of it so
0: bet fam <laughs>
1: <laughs> you better put that on i don't
0: edit this at all i just cut out the where i have to yeah. move and change the cameras um <laughs> Yo,
1: Matt loves embarrassing himself <laughs> yeah I do
0: it is it's like a what's it like when you enjoy hurting yourself like a masochist <laughs> like, I don't know I don't even know what, what is, know the hit masochist I've never I keep forgetting you guys are really dumb I gotta dumb this <laughs> podcast down for you uh, no I'm kidding yeah. but um uh, what was I just gonna say about uh what were you we just talking about
1: uh so we're the dumb ones yeah no yeah I, we're the dumb dang. ones this is your podcast got, bro so we're talking about the intensity and trading. I and remember now amateur and pro
0: yeah no that's one thing i noticed too especially with guys who um like younger players that are coming and joining a pro team for the first time or even mm-hmm. pl- players that been on like been playing semi-pro and come up it's yeah. like the ball comes to their player and it's not they're not pressuring it's like mm-hmm. that they're three mm-hmm. yards off mm-hmm. i'm like are you gonna go and pressure him or are you just <laughs> gonna stand there and look like an idiot like step like go mm-hmm. and the same thing with uh like on the the time on the ball like people will have time on the ball and start to turn and there's no one yeah. no one there and then on the flip side too, like the speed of play and just the intensity of it, like it's just so much more intense. You can just see immediately mm-hmm. just on the intensity of the, even the step, you know, like a pro will go and for five seconds, go a hundred percent intensity so that they don't have to defend for three minutes, you know, yeah. while amateur <laughs> players might just passively defend for three minutes and then wait till the ball like comes to Hopefully them, you know, them, yeah. yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. All right, cool. So that's question number one. Idiot.
1: I just realized I've been chewing on ice this whole time.
0: So, <laughs> Straight into so
1: the, the, the mic. Podcast, you're going to hear me in the
0: back. T- <laughs> oh my God. At least <laughs> DJ spit out his gum. Yeah. At least we got that. Okay. <laughs> um, Damn,
1: I should I should got no water, no ice.
0: So, you know how if you get like the death sentence, you get a last meal? Mm-hmm. What would be your last meals?
2: Hmm.
1: My last meal? Does it have meal? to be
2: like one, like. Certain type of food, or can it be? No, you can make a dish. You can have whatever. I can make you, a dish of yeah. whatever I want. Okay.
1: My last meal. Okay, DJ, you go first. I'm no,
2: sorry. I'm I'm gonna put my dish together.
1: Oh, so you you don't want to go first?
3: I'm no, sorry? no, no. I'm almost okay.
2: ready though. I'm super <laughs> computer over there calculating this All meal. Right, <laughs> okay, you go first. I uh, go DJ. I would have chow mein. Okay. From oh, I can't say when. If you, there's you say Panda Express, too many. There's too many good places. Don't bro. say Panda Express. Chow mein, <laughs> tomales, tamales, tamales, mm-hmm. and rice. I've never tried
1: a tamale before.
0: You never had tamale?
1: No, never.
2: Are you serious? Yeah. Even the
1: time when I was at your house, remember I never had it. I never tried it that one time. Yeah.
0: My mom makes good tamales. Yeah. Damn. Take this guy to... What the heck? Take this guy to Tacos Don Francisco's or something and give him this guy tamale. I'm going to have to. Okay. That's it though? No No dessert? What are you going to have to drink? Oh, dessert? (laughs) Like it's a meal.
2: See, that's hard, bro. bro? That's so hard because there's so many good things, but I'll just have like some ice cream or something. What flavor?
0: Ooh. Orange sherbet. Sure. Orange sherbet. Sh- that's not even ice cream. <laughs> Orange sherbet is an ice cream. <laughs> okay. Uh, what about drink book. on the side? You better not it's going to have to be milk.
2: soda, bro, because it's my last meal. Yeah. I'm going to have to go with the old fashioned Dr. Pepper. Oh, Dr. Pepper. Okay. Dr. Pepper. Right. Okay. Interesting my meal. Turn. Yeah. My turn.
1: Okay. So I'm super basic. So for my main dish, I'm having.
2: McDonald's. <laughs>
1: no, what the <laughs> hell? I'm not having McDonald's, bro. I'm having some pasta. Panay pasta, that I love pasta. Yeah. It's like my favorite dish. Pasta, penne pasta, pasta with grilled chicken. Okay. Okay, I'm having asparagus on the side. That's so basic. I love asparagus. I'm a basic guy. Bro, you're about to
0: die though. <laughs> you're about to
1: die. I, I'm a basic That's guy. What you bro. want when you're about to die? You could have like,
0: anything in the world. You could have escargot. You could have caviar. I've,
1: exactly. I've never tried caviar before.
0: I haven't either. But
1: I, no, I would, bro. I'm so basic. Like I would just have. Okay. Like, like when I eat pasta, I just love pasta.
0: So you literally would have the meal that that you can go to Walmart right now <laughs> yeah. and get get it for five <laughs> okay, bucks. Okay, okay,
1: okay, okay. So let me think about it again. Give me, okay. give I'll, me five I'll, seconds. While you, you think, you go, you go. I'll give okay, you my you answer. Okay. Okay? okay. Let's go.
0: I would go, and I would want like the Japanese like steak that's like two hundred and fifty dollars. Okay. It's uh okay. wagyu wagyu. It's okay. literally like the way they make it and the way they have it with the cow is like it's so expensive. But a wagyu steak. I'd have a big thing of mashed potatoes on the side. Um, I'm gonna go with asparagus as well. Asparagus,
1: just copy my answer, but okay. (laughs) I was kidding.
0: (laughs) I would. I would also do. I would also do a. I would probably do like In-N-Out, like In-N-Out burger and some French fries, and then because that's like because I got the nice food, but then I got my guilty pleasure food. Okay. Okay. And then I'm gonna drink. Chocolate milk, 100%. Because yeah, yeah. it doesn't matter if I have gas. Like, <laughs> I don't even need the lactose-free yeah. one. I can have the normal chocolate milk. And then dessert, uh, I'm going to have chocolate molten lava cake with vanilla ice cream. Okay. okay. That's a that's meal. Impressive. That's the last meal right there. Okay. okay. okay, okay that's impressive. Not, not, not grilled chicken penne pasta. Bro,
1: but that's what I like. <laughs> that's like. That's what I like to eat, man. Okay. Anything in the world. Okay. So anything in the world. Yeah. It's so hard, bro. I'd probably have... Okay. I'd go... Okay, if I can have anything in the world, I would get, yeah, same thing. I would get steak. Okay, next question. Listen, no, no, let me <laughs> oh, finish my okay, answer. Okay. okay, let me finish my answer, man. <laughs> I would get steak and asparagus, mashed potatoes on the side. I'd have a side of Chick-fil-A because you guys know I love Chick-fil-A. I would loves die Chick-fil-A. for Chick-fil-A. Mm-hmm. Chicken, spicy chicken sandwich from Chick-fil-A, large fries, lemonade on the side, from Chick Fil A, uh, I'd for dessert I'd have a chocolate chip cookie. Mm-hmm. I'd have red velvet cake with ice cream on top, vanilla ice cream on top.
0: Geez, wow, I like that. There you go. There, there, there you go. go. See, you copied my answer a lot, but that's I didn't okay. copy what? How you did, did I copy? steak, mashed potatoes, asparagus, and a guilty p- pleasure <laughs> okay, of fast food. So first of all, <laughs> French fries in a burger. That's literally what I said. <laughs> no, 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 asparagus. You copied from me. One meal, and you copied everything from me. <laughs> okay, you, whatever. Next question. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> God, that was a painful question
1: <laughs> <laughs> that was hard but that's something Matt's definitely thought about before yeah definitely that's what goes through his head he's like i wonder if i had to well, do you know
0: why because like i was on like reddit or like some social media like instagram and there's like pictures of inmates last meal i'm like well, huh and there's some weird ones on there and i'm like what would i and then so that's how i started thinking about it so now it's a question i like to ask um Okay, now we're going to go back to soccer flip okay. it a little bit more uh, more uh, focused. How did you get your first agent? And was it, because we all are with OPSM, mm-hmm. um, which is our agency from Ottawa. But who was your first agent and how did you get okay. that one? Because the first agent I think is always tough.
1: Uh, I got my first agent actually because I was playing with Jeff when I was 17 or 18 at mm-hmm. the time. And I was playing with Jeff. So Jeff just came from uh university and... And then Godwin, uh, he was at the game. But this was before he started OPSM. And this was before he was thinking about becoming an agent. Yeah. Uh, and so he just came back from New Zealand. And so he was transitioning into that, into training and getting into that. And he saw me play. And I don't know. That's when he he said he first noticed me. So when I was playing with Jeff and he noticed me, I talked to him. I remember our first game of the season. I talked to him after the game. Uh, but obviously he wasn't an agent yet. Yeah. But but turns out uh, uh, he started training us uh, started doing uh, different combines and different things and so he got into the agency and that's how I got my first agent so
0: you're it was Godwin
2: it then. was Godwin yeah Godwin okay. was my first one yeah huh. thankfully mine was like kind of the same way Jeff because I had Jeff oh it was, it was OPSM too yeah my, my first okay it was Jeff I got it through Jeff I met him I don't even think he was on the team yet. I think this was twenty, my first year, and he was like coming. On. I don't know if you remember that. Yeah, he came in yeah. in like,
0: like in July or August. Yeah, you he was you like. Guys came in
1: at the same time, right? No, he
0: came in like a month before I did. Okay. Because I had just missed the window. I came from New Zealand. Okay. And then Jeff came like a month before that, and they were sorting out his contract or papers or whatever. Yeah, I remember. But it that. messed okay. up.
2: Right. And basically, that's I mean, he uh, Jeff gave me Godwin's info. Godwin contacted me, and that's mm-hmm. how I basically you know signed with OPSM. Yeah.
0: So it's basically through Jeff, both of them, mm-hmm. like a, like a, a mutual connection that you had, mm-hmm. you were a player, you performed. And then Jeff was like, Hey, here's the, an agent. So in the, like the broader mm-hmm. skin, this is like for players. Cause like finding your first agent is tough. Very and I cool. think that a lot of people don't realize that, you know, out of everybody you're connected with, especially even at a younger age, mm-hmm somebody's got a brother a cousin Mm -hmm. an uncle somebody's got knows a player that's playing in finland who has an agent like Mm -hmm. there's always everybody's separated from an agent by one or two strings you know yeah exactly so it's like you have to kind of like go and put yourself out there perform on the field first but then also you know be open about yeah i'm looking for an agent who do you have do you know anybody and then you kind of and sometimes it's lucky and they come to you but sometimes Mm -hmm. you know you build you find your own but it's like it's like that it's like that crazy stat like everybody in the world is supposedly separated by seven connections like everybody that's crazy that i don't know if that's 100 percent true but that's the theory i think and you can literally go from like lebron james to like my aunt lynn (laughs) (laughs) and from seven people go well lebron james knows this person who knows this person and then to my aunt lynn hey that
2: i mean that's honestly like makes sense yeah it makes sense yeah Yeah.
0: so crazy huh that's so crazy Mm -hmm. let's put it like that yeah all right. Next question. Go. Um What's some expectations versus realities that you realized with pro football? You know what I mean? Like, so yeah. like you thought like when you were younger and you're thinking about being a pro or your next five years, and then all of a sudden you get here and you're like, wow, that is nothing good yes. or bad. Right. But that's not what I expected.
1: Uh, I have two things. Okay. So in North America, I would say it's, uh the money wise mm-hmm. when they're younger and you see the pro players and you see them you think it's oh yeah you think so they're true. getting so much money and what you don't know is when you get in that environment especially if it's your first contract or you're in the early stages of your career it's it's not at all what you what you think it is you know because you grow up and you see the, the Neymars you see the Messies and the amount of money they're getting and you're just like you know you want to be making that much too so there's that, and then there's also, uh, I just thought it would be a lot less stressful. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like a good stress. Yeah. Like, you're training every day, and...
0: It's a pressure.
1: It, yeah, the pressure, bro. Mm-hmm. Like It's like, if you don't perform today, you're not going to be playing in the weekend. Yeah. And even if you think you're performing, you think that you're doing well, and you're not in the lineup, it's just like, like, you know, it's just so much pressure. It, it's literally like
0: on the, cr- like a ball comes out to you and you're on and you have yeah. like your five crosses. And yeah. if I don't get this cross in yeah. and I don't hit the striker, then, yeah. then I'm not going to get a good, uh, look for this weekend. And if I don't play this weekend and that other person comes in and plays well, then now I don't. I'm not going to be going to get any game time. If I don't get any game time, I'm not going to come back this year. I'm going to have struggle to find a contract next year. If I struggle to find a contract next year, I might not make enough money, and then I'm I have to quit. That's literally from one cross. It stems all the way up to like my career's over, you know. And it's yeah. funny, but like it is. It goes through it's, it's, your yeah, head. Yeah,
1: it does. Yeah, yeah bro, I, That's what I would say. Pressure, like the that's the most number one thing that.
2: That I I felt that. That's kind of, you kind of took mine. That first one was good, though. I like that, that money one. That yeah. money, that is so true. Because, I mean, when you're a kid, you're like, oh, my God, these guys are making the big bucks. They're mm-hmm. pros. Mm-hmm. And then you go, and there's guys that are, like, barely making anything. Mm-hmm. yeah And it's just like. Especially
0: USL and, like, lower yeah, leagues around the world. Yeah. like,
2: that's, man. Yeah. That sucks.
0: Even, it's crazy, too. Like, even, like, you think in, like, La Liga, the lower teams in La Liga, and you have some of the younger players there. They're not. Right, they're in La Liga and they're yeah, not. Yeah. They're not making yeah, crazy yeah. amounts of money. Yeah, and it's it's funny because like the, uh, I had this funny I had this Zoom call with this one player, and he was mm-hmm. like, yeah, what's the typical salary in the USL? And I'm like, well, it ranges, but you know, typically a good one in there is like two thousand to three thousand bucks a month. Yeah. He Goes, oh, that's great. You know, I would expect more. Blah blah blah. I'm like, yeah, yeah, exactly. That's why I say I say that publicly. It's not a lot of money. And then he's just like, well, why is that? Like blah blah blah. And I'm like, okay. And this guy wants. He actually had the goal of playing in the USL. And he's like, I just can't believe that. You know, blah, blah, blah. Like, okay, you want to play in the USL. You're straight out of college now because he's like a freshman in college. You're straight out of college. Mm-hmm. You go and you come into my team, FC Tulsa. They like you. They're like, no, you know what? Yeah, you're okay. Guess what? We'll uh, we'll offer you 500 bucks a month. I'm like, are you gonna take it? He's like, yeah. I'm like, well, there <laughs> <Exactly>. you go, <laughs> there, you go. Yeah. there you go, buddy. It was funny. You just gotta have that moment of realization. Like, oh God, I'm like, nobody's gonna come here and, and give you more money than they have to. Mm-hmm. Not, like no it's not it's it's a business mm-hmm. they're trying to they're trying to get you for as cheap as possible
2: mm-hmm.
0: and it's just funny how it works anything other any other expectations you guys can think of
2: kind of there. that too you kind of hit it, the business part of it mm-hmm. like it, i feel like sometimes it's more of a business thing than it is like football yeah. you know i have but, i
1: have a, a good expectation too. yeah did i cut you no, off no you can yeah, just keep no
2: next time just in the middle yeah, of a sentence off, cut bro. them bro. off just
1: cut me off i, actually, I thought you were done talking <laughs> no, but no keep you keep going, going you go you got it you got it
2: I, I lost my train of thought oh. I lost much honestly I lost my oh train of my thought God, I'm gonna be honest I lost me. my train of thought bro. so yeah. you go uh, yeah Anthony it's, this is, I, I swear oh bro you God. like your world I had my I was focused you said something and then you know
0: what go I'm on. just gonna title this the Anthony Lejeune podcast
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh.
0: go on okay so I had a good one good one yeah uh,
1: a good one that I, I I thought of was the connections that you make so um, growing up obviously I thought that if you're a pro soccer player you can meet a lot of different new people You know, and so that was that was a good expectation for me where uh, wherever you play, there is someone that knows someone. Right. Like I met you guys in in the Roughnecks and now uh, let's say you go play somewhere else in the MLS. It's like, you know, the connections that you make uh, just just good expectations that
2: I have. multiply multiply. the the people that you meet. You know, I feel like make it so much better, you know, Mm -hmm. that you meet Mm -hmm. throughout football because it's just, you know, it's people from different backgrounds, different cultures. You know, people that have been pissed, poor people. You know, Mm -hmm. with freaking uh, what is that? What did uh, that player last year have? (laughs) A jaguar. (laughs) A jaguar. I'm just
0: like Callum's not a big deal. Don't (laughs) hype up Callum. (laughs) That guy sucked.
2: (laughs) But yeah, I'm just like, bro, it's so crazy, man.
0: Yeah. No. I another good expectation I had is like, like I always thought for for the pro level. It was going to be, I almost kind of, I saw like it was fun and and, you're a team and everything. It'd be a team atmosphere. But for some reason, especially as I was like going on my first trials, I kept on thinking like all the players were going to be like less of a family and it'd be Mm -hmm. more like, and it is, it's a little bit less of like a team like college or something or like your club team and Mm -hmm. friends. And it's more of like like pros and you just, you, you don't have to be friends with your teammate, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. but I, I underestimated how close you actually get with your teammates. Mm-hmm. Like it, it really is. It's crazy how they become like your best friends Literally. so quickly yeah. a month in. And all of a sudden you're like, yeah, you're your super friends. close. And I always thought it was going to be more, uh, hostile, you know, cause you're competing mm-hmm. with each other. So that was like a pleasant surprise. I'm like, wow, you can compete on the field, but still be best pros friends, you know? Um, awesome. okay, good, good answers. No, next question. Um, What's the best compliment you've ever received?
1: Best compliment I've ever received? Yeah. DJ, you go first with this one.
0: Keep
2: it PG.
1: <laughs> I was gonna say, I don't know if I can say it. Right? <laughs> I
0: don't
2: know, man, that's kinda hard.
1: Best compliment I've ever received. Like, does it have to be with soccer or just anything in what, life?
0: Anything, the best compliment you've ever received that made you feel just like, wow, that was, that was nice.
1: Best compliment I've
0: ever received? That's a good question, huh? That's a really good question. That's a good question. What's what's in your head right now? Like, what are you, like, you know, it it has to be the best. What have been good compliments that you've received? So
1: I think for me, the best one is because outside of my playing career, I coach a lot. And so I think the best compliment that I've probably received is that uh, I was... The player that I used to coach is favorite coach Mm -hmm. or uh, when I used to coach gymnastics where the parents are like, hey, uh, you impacted my daughter or my son in this way. Uh, And it's the same thing for soccer. So that's probably for me the best compliment because I actually really enjoy that. And it's one of these things that I want to continue after my career. So when I hear people say, hey, like you're such a good coach, the way you work with the kids, uh, that's like the first thing that comes on the top of my head. Because I really enjoy that, and I really want to help kids improve and get better. So when the parents like, "Hey, uh, Timmy loved the training session today. He thought you were a great coach. The way you handled the situation, that was probably like along those lines." But you Mm -hmm. understand what I'm trying to say, where Mm -hmm. like you uh,
0: wanted the compliments were that you're receiving that you've had a big impact on on a kid on on somebody else. Exactly. That's
2: exactly it. And yeah, that's probably That's that's probably the.
0: I think that's big. I think that's a big one.
2: I literally can't think of anything like, I mean, I've been, not, I'm not trying to sound cocky, but <laughs> I'm, obviously I've been complimented. I just I mean, don't know. Me, obviously I get compliments. <laughs> I just don't know which one, like, I <laughs> mean, yeah.
1: No, it's a hard, it's a tough question. A, it's tough
2: it's, question. Yeah, Maybe. it is. Yeah. All yeah right. But
1: oh. even, but th- even think about your playing career, like, cause you, you know, like you're left footed, you're quick, you know, yeah, you but is that,
0: or oh, you're a fast winger. Is that the best compliment you've ever No, received? But
1: imagine they're like, they're like, yo, you have like a sick cross or a sick touch or a sick cutback. You don't, you don't think that would be like... That's, I mean, no. it's
2: valid, but it's not. Like I, it's, think,
0: I think your answer is really good. Yeah, I think the like impact that, some, of on somebody else... people's lives and yeah. stuff. Like, yeah. <laughs> All right, well, you you have that question in the back of your head. We can always come back to it, but okay. we'll, we'll go on to the next All one, right. okay? And if, anytime you think of it, All right, I'll say raise it. So your so hand. So my answer
1: was just so good. You just couldn't <laughs>
3: compute eh? Like, you answered
0: And I'm just like, dang, how do I talk that, <laughs> <laughs> All right, next one. Um, actually, we already talked about this. It was about free agency. It was like your advice to current free agents. Um, so we kind of talked about it, but okay. do you have any other quick little piece of advice that while another player who's watching this right now, who's a free agent in agency. the same in the same boat that
2: you guys have been, and, and what you would yeah. tell them? I, my, I think consistency is the bank. Make sure you're always training. You're eating well. Like I said, you got to live like a pro player. You know, yeah, literally, you have to like stay ready. So yeah. consistency is mine.
0: Yeah,
1: same thing with DJ. Keep believing. Just, yeah, just have faith in. And-
0: you keep going have, you, you don't have
2: faith man you like how are you ever gonna get anywhere you know you gotta yeah. believe in yourself mainly
0: um if you guys made an extra ten thousand dollars a month right now
3: mm-hmm.
0: what would you spend it on and why and you can't save it so you can't save it it has to be you spent to every spend. other month like i'm gonna be like yo i'm gonna give you ten thousand dollars every right. single month but yeah. anything that's left over i'm taking back how would you spend it and what would you do with it and this okay. could be anything so from like helping f- out your career, luxury purchases, whatever. And
1: you have to spend it all, right?
0: You have to spend it $10,000 every single month. Oh, that, would be amazing.
1: that would be amazing. So <laughs> the first thing that I would do is actually I would invest in it because all I got into more about uh, investing when I was with you and Chuck. And so first thing that would come to my head is if I got that much money, number one would be to invest. So then that way it would keep growing.
0: Good answer. But- that's saving i count what? that as say i count what? that as what? saving Why? because it's you're putting away I, okay. I i think that's a great answer but okay. i said no saving that's saving it
1: okay uh first thing i would do right now i'm making sure my mom
2: is straight yeah buying her or whatever i'm putting that money towards a house or something paying off. you know like I a down payment mortgage something. down payment mortgage or something. not know how houses work so i'm not that old <laughs> Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. And would you go all 10 grand for that? Yeah. Every
2: single month? Or houses? Maybe, maybe like a certain percentage, percentage and then use the rest. Mm-hmm. Something else. On yeah. what? someone with my family. I don't know. I'm selling, so, dude, with I'm gonna that much money, I could buy like, what? I could buy, <laughs> what? I could buy, <laughs> like, <no> <laughs> I could put a down payment for a car. I could buy furniture. I could buy, okay like, all, like any of that. Like, that would just. Bless the game and against. so where would you put the car And the it's all in tulsa yeah okay so you would
0: so you basically get someplace for your mom or your family Yeah.
2: make sure my family's straight your you know. hub you'd be spending on
0: the money of like your hub in tulsa so everybody exactly. around here is good okay. Exactly. okay good i like KDJ, it. that's a good and now now the house let's say you got a 5 a month going to the house every single month you got the car paid for pretty much that's all done mm-hmm. you got all the, the house is furnished you're still getting 10 grand a month five grand has to go to mortgage what are you doing with the rest of it every month everybody your family's like hey we're good we're good dj thank
2: you <laughs> no <money>. now what <laughs> if i'm not playing football man i'm going on vacation or something but you are so, so I'm are playing you, football yeah okay. <laughs> this guy sheesh man just I mean, spend it i guess use it
0: on what <laughs> clothes shoes <laughs> i don't know there yeah. we go okay so then then now we're talking about luxury purchase for you mm-hmm.
2: clothes shoes Jordans. Jordans. Dior, like stuff like that. Okay. There's a hundred, stuff like that. I guess at that point. Would you once, say, once I make sure my family's good. Like mm-hmm. once, they're good. Okay. Then I'll start, you know. Okay,
0: cool. I like it. There we go. Took we go. some digging, but we got there. Yeah. <laughs> Anthony, same question.
1: Yeah, yeah. Same, no, same thing. Uh, I'm going to copy DJ's answer a little bit here, but uh, I would probably get a new car. So I've been what kind of trying car? to save a Lexus. Lexus 250, uh, 350 IS. I've been really, I just like, yo, I wanted this car. So I would get a car. That wouldn't be the first thing I would ever do, but that would be okay, okay. one of the things yeah. I would do. So I'd get a car. Uh, it'd be in Ottawa. So that way, when I go back home, I can have a car to go around freely. I'd probably buy some new cleats right now, buy a couple pairs of boots, uh, buy some clothes. Obviously, help out my mom with what she needs. Let's say she needed help paying rent, help her out, uh, help my sister out, uh, help some family back home and just uh yeah kind of the same thing i mean
2: i mean you buy clothes dude that's like <laughs> yeah
1: it's like that or 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 you know what actually hmm. i would buy a new camera there you go, my vlogs. Okay, there you go. okay so I'd buy, I'd buy i'd buy nice nice sony camera the sony camera the same one that i was using the yeah. opsm camera i would get one of those i would get lights i would get uh yeah, all, the, all these things for my tripod, everything that can mm-hmm. microphone. grow my microphone, everything that can grow my YouTube.
0: Nice um, editing computer desktop dude, or something, yeah, like oh, a Mac. Oh, yeah,
1: yeah. I'd get a new Mac, actually. I need a new Mac. <laughs> there you go. Sick. So much stuff. Yeah. That's
0: good. Okay, good. Good answers. I like that. I'm just, yeah, I'm just curious. It's always are funny good to answers. The best The best, is just like, I'd spend it, man. <laughs> yeah, on like, like, yeah, what? I don't know. i like, just, <laughs> just, I'd like spend it on <laughs> stuff. <So. laughs> Uh, dude. <laughs> it cracks me up Okay Now I said you guys were still playing But okay God forbid You know Knock away everything Career ending injury Happens tomorrow What are you doing What are you doing With the next step of your life Like tomorrow it happens So that's Thursday Friday What are you doing And in the doctor like, like let's say you get Your head completely bashing And said you can right. never play Like what are, you, what are you What's going through your head And like What are you like Okay now I'm going to do this
1: So I really know what I would do. And the doctor said hundred percent, like you're not coming back. You,
0: can, Yeah. hundred percent. Cannot. You will die okay. if you step and kick on a kick a ball again. So
1: I guess what I would do is I would go back home. Obviously. Wait, wait, wait,
0: sorry. I'm going to do the cameras real quick and then okay. you can answer.
1: Okay. Okay. So first of all, I'd be a hell of sad and devastated, but I would go back home right now. I would probably start coaching. So Start running up my private sessions, doing OPSM training, running combines. Cause so right now they uh, OPSM is in is planning to go all over, and so if I couldn't play soccer, obviously God willing, uh, no, not God willing, not God would that doesn't happen. Yeah. Uh, but uh, if if I did have the career-ending injury, I'd probably focus my life around uh growing that, growing my YouTube. I mean, I guess I would start training uh for my youtube because i can't play anymore so i would try and help kids improve technically mm-hmm. uh throughout my youtube and just basically travel but work 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 in the in soccer so because yeah i can't even it's kind of <laughs> crazy because i can't even think yeah. what i would do if that happened yeah you know what i mean like i would be like so lost
0: mm-hmm. you know and so I, I think this is why it's like a good exercise just to think about it so like not that it like it, if it happens but just like it, it of like because i think it's it's hard to not get wrapped up in like your whole brain is just you're just a footballer mm-hmm. you know because right. like then all of a sudden you get some not even a career ending injury but just any down period in football and mm-hmm. you're like that's your whole identity mm-hmm. i don't know
1: yeah but i don't like
0: so so but basically you would want to continue the youtube channel and helping people with that right you'd want to do some form of like coaching mm-hmm. and training kids is that the area you want to go into coaching because there's different a- avenues would you want to be more of an agent? Pro coach, college coach, young development coach.
1: So I wouldn't want to be an agent because I've seen like, it's tough. It's tough to be an agent. I
0: would never, I could never be an agent ever. Like
1: I would like, let's say I had a good connection and I knew a player that wanted to go here and this coach, I would help them out, but I would, I would, I would not want to be an agent, like to be known as an agent, but that's what I want to do. And out of soccer, I'm super blessed because I've gotten so many connections. And so, yeah, I'd be a, a coach. I'd be a, professional academy coach of a U15, U16, U13 team. Cause I don't know. There's just something about the, like I I enjoy coaching uh, the younger kids through the development. Mm -hmm. Cause you know, that's basically what I focus on. So I do that. uh, Would you do your own
0: coaching one-on-one on the side?
1: Yeah, I would do it. Yeah. So I would do that. I would use my YouTube for that. So since I wouldn't be focusing on my journey, I'd then focus it on, those kids who I'm coaching. Yeah. So, uh, broadcast their development and then still be doing the OPSM combines, you know, just basically, uh, becoming full-time with OPSM and, and doing that and one. A, an academy and club coach. Academy club coach, you know, of an MLS Academy or, uh, somewhere in Europe and just, just really help kids just improve. And,
0: and where would you live? Ottawa?
1: I wouldn't live in ottawa no if anything i'd live in tulsa i like i love tulsa but i wouldn't live in tulsa either i would probably go uh to let's fc dallas say i was coaching uh, like the u15 of fc dallas or something i'd live in dallas or i would so you would go
0: to the city based off where you could get the job so it's not like i'm gonna live here it's more like i want to do mls academy coach and wherever i live
3: i'd go
1: there or you know what because australia and new zealand like uh, australia for the youth they have really good soccer academies yeah, so like in perth and Mel- melbourne and those places are nice so yeah. melbourne could be a spot that i'd go to i'd go to new zealand you know so
0: okay yeah. I
2: good I, I mean yeah i like it that's okay. a good answer dj uh i think my life would still always be around football all the time mm-hmm. uh whether mm-hmm. i'm coaching uh but i would you know something that i really probably would try if i didn't play football would be fashion design school that's something that wow yeah that's something that interests me. But, I mean, that's obviously if I didn't play soccer or whatever. Mm-hmm. But Do you see yourself in Tulsa? No. No?
0: No. No. Your whole family's
2: here. Everything's yeah, yeah. here. Yeah, DJ. I was going to say, DJ, you're but super I have, like... I kind of have family like everywhere though. So, I feel like if I went to California, I feel like I'd be good. I have family in Florida. So, like, yeah, no, I don't want to stay. And, I don't and in Tulsa. what city do you have in like the top of your head right now? That I... have Run a
0: retire in or just live in just live in like like thinking about your life right now are you imagining yourself by the beach in florida beach in california You imagine some of the mountains in colorado
2: my heart is in california like i really want to retire in california mm-hmm. so if i can live there if i have the opportunity to live there i would love to i just know it's super expensive there. but maybe like utah nevada mm-hmm. those are both beautiful like states yeah so maybe and, there i want i want to stay on the west coast
0: okay and then uh when, when you say involved with football do you want to are you thinking like coach like maybe head coach, coach?
2: head coach anything highest coach.
0: level you can or is, do you have like an age range that you're thinking that you're seeing
2: definitely older kids definitely older kids mm. not so you use little kids. Yeah. Yeah. kids i just it, i'd rather coach low. it
0: becomes more babysitting with with like under 10 right. under 11. No, but not, so, def-
2: not just because i'm really competitive so like i would really want to be like a competitive coach you know mm. a great <laughs> team that you know can play so. Uh-huh.
0: Yeah. And would you same thing like MLS Academy
2: type setup? Or? If I, I mean if I got the opportunity, I'd yeah. definitely take that. Cuz I mean that's huge okay so we got in in california somewhere somewhere west
0: coast somewhere west coast somewhere nevada somewhere around there even
2: portland like portland's beautiful you like the rain (laughs) not the (laughs) rain did (laughs) not go to portland when i was in portland it did not rain once (laughs) i swear (laughs) yeah well i mean you go
0: there in june august (laughs) september sure i'm like bro this is beautiful i go there
1: it snows there too don't go there
2: that's
0: crazy man um it just rain it rains all the time too but uh no okay okay and then so you're involved with coaching wherever you can where you want to be involved Mm -hmm. with the game and then maybe on the side do some fashion yeah design
2: stuff obviously if it worked out made money with it if i could find a job doing that because those are Mm -hmm. i heard that's like really hard to find a job in fashion design so yeah i mean that's something that would interest me if i didn't play football
0: youtube channel's got three videos (laughs) at this point (laughs) (laughs) did
2: you start your own merch (laughs) dude see i've thought in that far ahead so You don't think I'm lagging. Don't I feel you, I feel you bro. bro.
1: No, that's cool.
0: Okay, cool. Cool. That's
1: actually kind of cool. Cause I've known you for two years, but I didn't even know you were into like fashion and design. So yeah. that's a cool answer. I like that. I really, that's why
0: podcasts are great. You learn about people. Yeah, I love them. I, I really like doing them. Um, okay. When did you feel like you guys were at your absolute, like fittest, sharpest, mentally strongest period of your career? Like the day you're like, this is the, I'm, I'm at the high of like, and I'm not saying like your general prime, like, I I I think we would all think that we're in the prime of our careers mm-hmm. up until now. Like, even for me, being 28, almost 29, I still feel like that. Mm-hmm. But I'm saying, like, a moment, like, a week or a month or something where you're, like, I'm feeling fit, sharp, confident, mm-hmm. happy. Do you have a period that sticks out?
1: I do. I have two. Can it be two or
0: no? No. Oh, sorry. I'll give you two. I was going to say Can it has to be one, one. But you know what? Let's do two.
1: Okay. Well, if you have two. I have two. Okay. So... The first one was, so I just, I started playing with the academy, with the Auto Fury Academy when I was 15 for a whole year. Ended up switching coaches. The second coach cut me uh, because he just felt like I wasn't as good uh, as the other players. And so during that year, I I worked my butt off. I trained every single day. I still trained with the team, uh, even though I wasn't on the team. I'd go to training sessions with the guys and... Uh, the year of 2016, I had tryouts coming up for uh, what was going to be the the first year of the Pro Academy, and I remember during that time, throughout the whole training that I did the whole year, I was so mentally like focused. I w- I had like the only thing I could do was to sign, or not to sign, but to make the team. And so during that time, I remember uh, I would before training sessions, I had a routine. Like I would go to work in the morning. I coach gymnastics for like four or five hours. Go home, take a nap, uh, wake up, put my motivational music in, go to trials. And I I just remembered during those trials, I just like, I was so confident in everything I did. My passing, uh, my finishing. And I don't know if you guys have have, have ever had these situations, but like times where you do things and you're just like, what the? Like,
0: Mm -hmm. like, it's just. It's so instinctual. Right. It just stuff happens. You're like, how did I just do that? How did I just
1: do that? So like that first time and. And that year, I think that's the first time that I i felt I was like, wow, this is this is gonna be good. And then my second answer would be preseason with FC Tulsa because mm-hmm. came in, Mike had us going crazy like every day, double days. And I remember that time I was trying to do three sessions, remember? Cause I was <sighs> so like I was so like, man, I wanna be Young like and
0: naive. And then
1: you guys were like, You're an idiot, you gotta yeah. do three sessions and and then
0: Jeff literally came up to me. He's like, "You need to talk to your boy Anthony. <laughs> he's like, he talk wants to, to do a third session in the double days." I was like, "Bro!" And I
1: felt, and I, even that time, like I was great, so, yeah. I felt so great. But I was so like at the time inside, I was so frustrated because I was like man, I want to get better so bad, mm-hmm. you know, but these guys, you guys are professionals. You guys have been in that environment. So obviously I listened to you guys, you know, but at that time I was like, man, I wish I could train more. Like the when we did like the beep test and stuff, yeah. remember? Like I think you what, you you won it or no, no, you came I got, second? No, I got, Renan, Renan came Renan. first. I was like top five and I'm never like, like yeah. top fittest uh, on the team. And so during that time, I just felt like either, it's like a tie. Honestly, it's a tie, but. Uh, I felt so confident when I came in and I just felt super fit. And I, yeah, preseason FC Tulsa and then my tryouts in 2016 with the Ottawa Fury FC Academy.
0: I like it.
2: Uh, For me, kind of the same thing. I mean, I feel like I have one, you know, my pro career and then I have one like just playing high school. My senior year of high school was probably one of the best. Football, like I just, I enjoyed it. i was yeah. scoring goals. I mean, we we didn't, we didn't, we had, we were supposed to be the team that was gonna win it that year because literally every single player on my team went D one or D two. Uh huh. So we have a, we had a pretty stacked team, but we ended up choking the semis. But <laughs> no, I really like that year was, I enjoyed football. Like it was beautiful. Like it was just mm-hmm. awesome moment. And then probably my first year with Tulsa. Uh mm-hmm. huh. At the end of the season, like, I mean, that team was, we didn't do so well, but I mean, we had our our moments. That last month was probably the best for me because I didn't sign. That year, I didn't sign until like the mid of the season. And so I remember the last month, we had like three or four games, and I just felt like I was flying. Like, I felt great. Like, yeah. I was just getting into the groove, you yeah. know, and then season ends. But yeah, that definitely was probably one of the better moments for me. I had, I felt like at Tulsa my second year, I just, I would, I would feel good and then I'd get hurt. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And just start back over again. And mm-hmm. then, but I never felt like I had like a consistent like month and a half or like two months where I was just like flying, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I,
0: little tiny injuries are not yes. consistently starting lineup or like even like confidence sometimes. Like we're just like, like sometimes you just are like the ball's out there and you just like hit it. And you're like, mm-hmm. you know what's going in. Other times you're overthinking it. Like, okay, how I need to get mm-hmm. this on frame this way? It's just, I'm just, it's funny when those moments happen. And usually it's like when you're the like the older guy on the team, mm-hmm. you, you're in a good routine, a good spell of all the stars are aligning like that, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. So that's, that's good. Um, next question. How has your career <coughs> gone differently than you first imagined? So if, when, when little Anthony, and little DJ, <laughs> you know, after during yeah. your senior year, like right when you are like, okay, I'm going to go pro. You always have visions of how it's going to go. And they're never right. How is that different? Uh,
1: For me, it was was probably because I just thought that I was going to go here and I was going to sign. In France? Yeah, I was going to go to France, I was going to sign. I was going to go and play in Australia and I was going to go kill it. That's what I always thought. Mm. But like you said, it never happens. And so when I first signed with the Roughnecks, my first professional contract, I didn't even have that in my mind like i didn't, I had no idea my goal was during the time i was in new zealand i wanted to kill it play in the winter league play in the summer league do well and get picked up by auckland city or something kill it and then go to europe at yeah. the time that's what my, my my headspace was at and then this opportunity came out of nowhere so during that time i was just like i was like wow like i i i didn't I completely I didn't even know I was going to be in Tulsa I didn't even know where Tulsa Oklahoma was (laughs) I thought there was a beach I thought there was a beach I know (laughs) I remember remember that I
2: literally remember that I had
1: had no
0: idea so like (laughs) I literally was like, "Hey, bro, we should go to the beach this weekend. It's 15 minutes down the road." He's like, "Yeah, bet fam, I, I want to go." Yeah, I remember I that. I didn't did did say so bet fam. This guy. guy. Was, this is 2021. 20, 20, 20, yeah. Hey, didn't you think like, Texas was like above, like? No, I didn't Kansas say anything about Texas. Like no, I didn't say anything about Texas. Crazy, it wasn't bro. me. The kid was, it was dumb. Probably someone else. <laughs> He's yeah, gotten I'm still, smarter. I mean, I'm still dumb. But yeah, but you've gotten smarter. I gotten a
1: little smarter. Uh huh. But yeah, so that's like. The whole time, I just thought wherever I was going at the time, that's where I was going to sign pro. And that's where
0: you would progress. And that's up where the I would ladder. progress.
1: But that didn't happen at all. It was like I, I got cut, or this, this situation happened, and it made me even better. It made me even more hungrier. Like during the time in Australia, I was struggling. You know, sometimes I didn't know where I was going to sleep. And then during that time, I, but I thought before that, I was going to be like, oh, I'm going to be playing second division in Australia. I'm going to be killing it. Ended up going to Tulsa and then signing there.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: See for me, hmm. I like whenever I first initially thought, "Hey, I want to go pro." My first thought was like, "Hey, I want to go to England." Mm-hmm. I thought it was like so easy. My being so mm-hmm. naive, I was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna go here. I'm gonna get a trial, we kill it, sign." Didn't didn't happen. Obviously, didn't know how difficult it was to get into England, or especially at that time, that was, was like 2018 or whatever. Speaking of, v- that's like the hardest place to get a visa yeah. as an American.
0: Like yeah. you literally need to be national team in order yeah. to get like a clear yeah. cut visa in there.
2: So it was it was way more difficult than I thought. So mm-hmm. I felt like just starting in your own market. That's what uh, one of my mentors told me. Just start in your own market. See how well you do. Mm-hmm. And that's how I got basically playing. So you kind of just thought like a easier route in England, a more
0: clear path. And then... Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, you're just like, just wow. Get I was, I was <laughs> like,
2: I'm just going to play non league or something. Hopefully, yeah. get pick, picked up. Somebody, that's that was my thought. You know, Just play non league, get picked up. But it's not as easy as everybody says or thinks yeah. it is.
0: Yeah. Did you have any teams interested at all? Or was it all Visa? was just too hard to get? Uh,
2: well, it was mainly off connections. Uh huh. And it's crazy because it was actually Mike. Yeah. It was Mike that I was talking to at the time. That's that was funny. Because kind of like, mm-hmm. I know he had sent somebody, but that kid had already, like, that kid had an English dad or something like that That, so it's way more easier for that so i just i thought being so naive just thinking it was that easy just Mm -hmm. i'm gonna hop in good sign it's not that easy yeah yeah because i mean if you got english citizenship then yeah sure you can start 12th division like yeah yeah, you're good
0: like it doesn't matter that's why i would love to have like some form like a european passport yeah exactly just to bounce around especially like Mm -hmm. uh, once you get towards the tail end like oh you know what Mm -hmm. i'll play third division in finland for Mm -hmm. experience i think that'd be Mm -hmm. cool yeah, a European passport would be so clutch. Yeah. So uh, bro. could be worse though. So, yeah. 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 Could be worse. Facts. American's not bad. Yeah. Um, next question. Uh okay, now, what was the happiest you've ever been on the field? You kind of we already talked about it a little bit with like when you felt the best, but
2: when was the happiest? Mine is making my debut, honestly. As a pro? Yeah. I remember calling my mom after. I was so happy. Mm-hmm. It was honestly like one of the, even though we got smacked that game, I remember <laughs> it was like 4-0 against. Who uh, you play? We were in, uh, where were we? Orange County. Uh-huh. Orange County. That's where I made my debut. But no, it was the best, bro. It was, you can't explain the feeling. You're yeah. Making your debut, bro. It's having that name on the back. Yeah. Was the that in the, the yeah, well. championship stadium they have there? Uh that's, that's their uh i don't know if it's the, do they have a new one now no it's like that same little yeah it's a, it's a stadium it's yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 it's nice I and mean, the weather is perfect too i remember yeah everything about that so, so orange county, county bro that was yeah, the county, best place.
0: Yeah. every single day you don't have even have to check the weather You're like it's 70 degrees and 70 sunny degrees.
2: <laughs> no wind let's go to
0: the beach today bro. yeah what about you happiest you've ever been on the field
1: uh same thing i honestly like because that was my first... I made my debut in Orange County too. Mm-hmm. And I remember... Same I field? It, That's same crazy. Field. Yeah, that is yeah. funny. That is funny. That's same field, crazy. Bro. I remember at halftime we were down 2-1 and uh, everyone else was going back inside and Mike was like, no, no, don't go back inside. Warm up. And I was so nervous. Like I was on the field at half running up and down like doing juggles. Kicking Dude, the ball you feel off. like I'm a little like, kid didn't know, yeah, yeah. And I was just so nervous. And then uh, we ended up winning that game. I played well. We ended up winning 5-2 or yeah. 5-3. And then I remember after... Uh, everyone was so happy like the fans were asking to take photos and even mimi and her, her yeah. parents were there they're like anthony and yeah. i was like oh, <laughs> you're about to go in I, I, and I was just like so happy and i, I like i kind of embarrassed myself because you know when normally when you're going into a game you're supposed to be focused and whatnot and as i'm subbing in i hear i hear me i hear someone in like anthony. i'm like wait i don't know anyone here i yeah. look over i see mimi and her mom and uh and died and i'm like and I'm like jumping up and down And Mike's just like What are you doing <laughs> Mike's looking at me like What are you doing uh, But yeah that was probably The happiest time of my life Because it was my first game We won uh, And then in the change room You know like how it is The mm-hmm. environment And I remember being in the change room We were playing the music uh, Throwing the water balls around Everyone just Just vibing bro That was definitely my My happiest day
0: yeah. That's funny So both of you guys happiest day on the field Is on the same field Same field yeah. bro That's crazy That is crazy That's pretty cool <laughs> A year, a year apart a year, a year apart yeah
1: what about you what was yours
0: happiest moment on the field yeah um sacramento republic 2019 the same uh same year as you actually where i got back from my second sports hernia mm-hmm. and like because i had been at that point um like all st louis struggled new zealand you mm-hmm. know struggled down there mm-hmm. came back another surgery and then i returned at sacramento republic in front of like 10,000 fans and, like, mm-hmm. I just remember being, like, I, after three years of struggling, mm-hmm. I was, like, wow, I'm finally, like, yeah, yeah. back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, like, same reason that's, like, my best contract. The, the contract I'm most proud of mm-hmm. was that 2019 Next one because I got back there because mm-hmm. you, like, took it for granted. Not took it for granted, but you don't realize how amazing that is until you don't have it anymore, which mm-hmm. is why free agency sucks. But mm-hmm. then you're going to enjoy this next place where you go. In the team environment, like you talked about, you're just so happy to be back, mm-hmm. and you're not going to be like, "Ah, oh, training sucks." You're just like, "No, I'm I'm here. I get I got to do this." I was at my couch last <laughs> week. Now now exactly. I'm here. So yeah, that was me, Sacramento Republic. I remember the hearing the drums and everything. I'm like, damn, yeah. I made it back. I didn't think I would, That's but I cool. made it back. That's cool. yeah. That's so I think cool. the camera just. I think they probably it,
1: it turned off, right?
2: Yeah. Oh, so you got the what is it called? This this or whatever, Pfizer. <laughs> oh Pfizer whatever. <laughs> <Fizer>. <laughs> Bro, I don't know how to pronounce that.
0: The, fi- the Fister,
2: the Fister. Yeah, I got the fist. I'm getting Johnson, I think. The Johnson and Johnson. Johnson. That's just the one that, dose, yeah, one, huh? One oh. dose. Easy one and done.
1: Did you feel any symptoms or anything after yours, or did you feel? <laughs> sick yeah, or no. Night? I only spoke in
0: Spanish for like a week. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I got three more questions for you guys. Okay, go. you gonna power these out? You ready? I'm ready. Let's go, bro. Okay. Oh no. I didn't cross this one off. I got two more questions for you guys. Um, what's something that most people misunderstand about you?
1: Oh, that's a hard question.
0: Yeah. Like when when people like think about Anthony and they don't really know you
1: right.
0: or even if they do know you, what's something they get wrong? That's a good that, question, that, huh? That,
1: that I'm a F way. <laughs> no, 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 right. That's a really good question, bro damn this guy came this guy came prepared Mm
2: -hmm. uh i don't even know what i mean people think i'm shy but like once you like get me like once i'm comfortable like i'm not as shy as i usually am but or like people think i'm soft because i'm (laughs) (laughs) light-skinned but i'm not like catch these hands (laughs) (laughs) but i mean just shyness i feel like Mm -hmm. But you are a little you're more shy than other people i'm i yeah i'm more reserved but like once i get yeah comfortable, like i'm fine yeah
1: that's a really hard question but while wow, i'm still thinking about it. the people
0: because yeah, like once you're in a, in a comfortable environment you're friends with people you're with your family you're yeah. not you're not like reserved to yourself quiet still can't think of
1: anything i can't yeah my, you're gonna have to go first on this one matt
0: uh, DJ went first. Oh, he went. <laughs> yeah, he, was,
1: he went first, but you're gonna have to. You know.
0: um, well, I think in terms of like YouTube, that I'm more serious than I actually am. You know, mm-hmm. like I think because like I always am talking about like I, it's all about football, mm-hmm. and that's what I take the most serious. But besides that, I don't take anything serious you know like life jokes yeah. maybe whatever it's just all fun
1: he said maybe
0: yeah but seriously i always like uh, I, but it's funny because like when i'm just talking about football or like nutrition or talk i get super like serious mm-hmm. about that mm-hmm. but it's not me really that's just that one aspect about yeah. me and then other than that it would be like uh um actually that's about it i think that's it yeah And i'm just Damn. Uh, that, but that's like youtube but i think like if people that like friends or, or other like people that meet me mm-hmm. um yeah, i don't know actually it's a good question whoever that's thought a, of that question that's, that's a good a, question that's an
1: amazing question man. i can't think of anything you can't anymore. think of anything No.
0: well you can we can table it and if you could, if you think about something you can come back to it what was the question that you had yeah, to think about
2: uh we'll go back oh through. best compliment
0: yeah have you thought about anything
2: ah uh, i mean i mean it's family related like mm-hmm. i mean my little cousin and my mom have both told me, you know, you know, I'm your favorite soccer player, or or I'm their favorite. And, you know, that's mm-hmm. more heartwarming than anything. I mm-hmm. feel like. mm-hmm. Especially my little my little cousin. You know, he's like four or five. He's playing soccer. And it's mm-hmm. cool, you know, so, so it's
0: like again, it's against like your impact on somebody else. Yeah, you know, that's yeah, cool. my little
2: cousin. For him to say that, you know, it's
0: beautiful. To be like a like you're a role model in his yeah. eyes. And everything that's cool. Okay, well, you keep thinking about the what something people misunderstand about you. Okay, uh, we'll do the last question. Uh, who is big, who has been, this is kind of funny, we just we were talking about this with you, but who has been the biggest mentor throughout your entire career for you guys?
1: Hmm. Mm, for me, biggest mentor would be Godwin, honestly. Yeah? Yeah, because, so remember
3: when I if told you. Guys you guys don't
0: know Godwin, we've kind of touched on it, but yeah. Godwin is. Uh, Jeff and Godwin are brothers, and we've mm-hmm. all played with Jeff. But Godwin is the older brother who runs OPSM. Mm-hmm. He's a, our all of our agent, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, he's he's yeah.
1: I would say I, yeah, your, I would, your say, I would say I would say Godwin because remember uh, when I I always bring back France, you know, because it's such a turning point in my career. And that time while I was in France, when I was I was had nowhere to go. I didn't have no idea what I would do. Uh, I remember I messaged Godwin. At the time, because he was he was also doing uh, he was going around Europe looking for pro trials and and trying to break into into a team and sign. And he came. So imagine he came from Spain and he came to live with me in France during that time. Not a lot of people know this, but he came uh, for a week. And when he came, he was like, Anthony, this is what you have to do. You have to get a highlight tape. I didn't have a highlight tape. Mm-hmm. Jeff made my highlight tape. Jeff taught me how to do it, so he made a highlight tape. Because they both came together, mm-hmm. so they were on their journey of signing a pro contract, and they were like, you know what? Let's go to France too. Let's do it. So imagine we went to <laughs> to pro clubs. We went to Bordeaux. We went to the stadium to try and talk to
0: at Bordeaux. You
1: know, at Bordeaux, you know what I mean? Bordeaux is so, beautiful. I
0: love Bordeaux though. Yeah. Oh yeah.
1: Super nice. Food is amazing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, yeah. That time, and he told me, you know what? You need a CV. He created my CV, and so. I think about it. If I was in France and I had no idea about this stuff, I would have never learned that stuff if mm-hmm. Godwin didn't come from Spain. So, and I always, and he always reminds me because I talk to Godwin almost every day to so all FaceTime him and whatnot, but he'll, he'll, he, everything that he's saying, he, he'll, he he'll talk about, he, he's been through the same situations, mm-hmm. whether it's with life or with soccer. And so he's been my biggest mentor because he's, he's been trying to help me with off the field stuff on the field obviously as my agent i i'm closer to him because we were friends before he became an agent right so the relationship that we have is is not your average agent and player uh relationship but i think for me 100% would have to be would have to be godwin
0: i, I can't believe the anth little 18 year old anthony in france yeah, little 18 year old anthony in france not only went to a country that's very hard to get a 17, visa 17 17 17 but you went there without a highlight
2: video or cv yeah <laughs> <laughs> <It doesn't blow. laughs> i, I said mean you talked to the board you said what bro
1: we We walked and we talked we went to bordeaux stadium and we talked and we're like yeah we're supposed to be this, this, this. yeah yeah, it was just
0: That's, you try to you try to bullshit your way into something force.
1: yeah at that time bro i had no idea about it because i had no one like i had no one yeah. to tell me about it at that mm-hmm. time so i had no idea that you need a highlight tape a cv all that stuff and so when i went there
0: you know? at least i went to germany with the with the highlight video and cv
1: <laughs> you went with the highlight tip for the video yeah you went with it oh yeah
0: well, well then i because i had i had like a mentor as well his okay. name is marcus and he basically would he was from germany played like in the third division there mm-hmm. and like had would take my highlight video and cv that i had made and he kind of like put it and used his german connections and his german speaking ability to get me trials mm-hmm. and he got me like 10 12 trials, trials. yeah wow. It was he was awesome traveled around with me stayed in an airbnb with him and stuff yeah
2: for me see i mean i haven't had the same mentor for ever Mm -hmm. i kind of have like different i kind of switch around like my mom's been kind of a life mentor for me my whole life just because it's been me and her Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so she has to be father and and mother but she's been my mentor definitely Mm -hmm. and then uh one of my old Club coaches. He's definitely a big. He's had a big impact on me. What's his name? Wayne Farmer. Wayne. Yeah. Oh, Wayne. You know yeah, Wayne. From- of course. Oh, we all know yeah, it.
0: Did you Did you know if you know this, but we all played together in 2019. <laughs> where where Wayne was the GM. Remember my that? Bad, my bad. My bad. My bad. But yeah, he's definitely. uh guy, Yeah, Wayne. <laughs> you know. You don't know him,
2: <laughs> dude. I totally forgot. He's still the
0: GM. Is he not? Uh, I don't know what his actual role is, but he's
2: still heavily involved in the club. No, yeah, that's, I love that dude, man. He's definitely, especially in club, my club years, he was mm-hmm. the biggest mentor I had. But, I mean, like now I really haven't really had a mentor for like at least the last year. Just been talking to Jason Teal. I know mm-hmm. you guys, do you guys mm-hmm. talk to him? Yeah, yeah, I do. But, I mean, that's the, been the only guy that I've been really talking to. But other than that, I haven't had a mentor that's been, you know, besides my mom, just consistently with me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: I think that happens, though. Like you... Like you, as you go on to different stages, you need a different mentor for different stages. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. But I think it's like the same, like my parents were for sure the whole, Mm -hmm. through the whole whole way. way, But like Mm -hmm. in terms of like impact on the, I mean, my dad was pretty big on that, but like I've had like Matt Atencio and Marcus, the guys who helped me Mm -hmm. go over to Germany. Mm -hmm. And then.
2: Mm -hmm. Sorry, Sorry, bro. (laughs) Well,
0: yeah.
1: Is is your bedtime? Wait, No. no, it's not my bedtime. I'm good. But I actually, I wanted to talk about another mentor. Is that okay? It's actually you for YouTube
3: oh, <laughs> I
2: I honestly I swear yeah. that popped in my head because
1: sure, no. I was watching your YouTube videos even before I met you
0: when, so, when did you first see my video what
1: so I saw your videos in Germany but consistently no was, like what,
0: where were you in 2016 then
1: I was I was
0: were you in uh, France at that point
1: that's, no no that was before I, that was one year before I went to oh, France oh damn okay so that's when I was I was trying to get no, that's that's when I was trying to get back on the team that I got cut from yeah so I I, <clears throat> I started seeing your videos. And then, and then obviously uh, kept watching you until you ignored my message in New Zealand <laughs> <laughs> when I wanted to. You still answer all your I DMs? Was, I do, man. I I, I try to. We'll I really, I really do try to. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> it's, it's getting kind of crazy, but I do. But yeah, so for you, you were actually a mentor to me for YouTube, mm-hmm. especially you know bringing me out to Portland and showing me basic things, how to create a thumbnail, like this is how you do it, this transition. So showing
0: yeah, you Instagram worked. Reels
1: instagram reels no you actually did bro you put me on you put me on instagram reels like you bro all that stuff you know uh that was you that mentored me you're gonna make me cry so so yeah it's actually kind of crazy there's a bunch of different mentors that you have and obviously my mom for life Mm. you know and godwin and footy but bro you were a mentor to me too on youtube that's pretty crazy that's
2: funny for me like whenever uh 26 when you were doing the video remember when i messaged you yeah. Like, and you, did he answer you? He answered me the first wow, time, second time, though. At least he
1: at least he answered you,
0: bro. <laughs> got to, that's
2: where it got to the point. The
0: second message was at the point where I'm like, okay, I can't, I can't do this. I can't do it. I wish I could, but
2: I can't. No, but I was definitely watching your videos, taking everything I could from your videos, you know. So that mm-hmm. I mean kind of that kind of did help me, you know. Cause I you you kind of put more knowledge out there for players, you know. You, know what, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like about how you yeah, highlight how video when you go over to Germany. <laughs> <laughs>
0: you're going to go over to Europe at least have a highlight video on CV. That's Yeah, idea. but imagine
1: if I didn't, I, at 17, I didn't have someone telling me that. It's like, mm-hmm. I, no, it's I, like it's, oh, I'm going here to It's true. It's, it's
0: kind of what we mm-hmm. talked about. You have to really experience it. And then yeah. the thing is, it's like when you experience it, then you might like, if you don't have like, it, you might give your knowledge to a few players. Mm-hmm. But like, that's why, I mean, that's why YouTube, I was like, wow, I could literally reach, even my first mm-hmm. video got 30 views. It's like, I reached 30 People. Yeah. Like, yeah. I was like, I reached 30 freaking people. That's crazy. But mm-hmm. that is it's great. just funny. That's how I, I saw it. No, that's that's cool to hear. I appreciate that, guys. Thank you.
1: Yeah, I got you. You're blushing now, but it's okay
0: but, uh, <laughs> Luckily, the camera is not on <laughs> me anymore. It's this is the only one that's on, so it's on you guys. Um, yeah, so that's that's all the questions I have. Hope you guys liked those questions. Last chance on the uh best compliment and misunderstood. Already, well, he, yeah. said he said is he said is oh yeah, you said yours misunderstood. misunderstood.
1: Honestly, I can't I can't think of anyone like of anything hmm. yeah.
0: No, that's fine. Uh, you, that might once you find. Think,
1: do you know what? I'll think about uh, like an honest answer, and then I'll I'll give it to you.
0: No, 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 don't no, uh, give it to me. Create a YouTube video about it, and I'll shout it out.
1: Hey, okay, let's go bet. Shake on it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> good. good social media ideas. That's that's what I'm here for. Okay, well, um, that was the uh, Against All Odds podcast with you guys. This is your third time on the podcast
1: now. Third time or no? I can't remember. Did we do one podcast with you the first year or two? Because then I came back. Remember during
0: the time when I came to visit? I think we only did one that first year. Then you did one when you visited. And then yeah, and this, then is my this third. one third. And this yeah. is your second time on the second. podcast. Second podcast. Well, welcome back, guys. Hopefully, we'll come back for your fourth and third in another year or so. Hopefully. Um, best yes. of luck with uh, going out to South Bend, Anthony. Thanks, Best bro. of luck with your next opportunities, wherever those are. And, uh, yeah, all again, these guys' uh, social media stuff is going to be in the description as well. Go follow them. Go check them out. And then any last words before I uh, end the podcast? Thank you for having me. Yeah, thanks for having me. No problem. No problem. No problem.
1: I'm, I'm still the two-touch king, but...
0: <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's where I end it. See you guys later. <laughs>